so many of you here today. And for um, what I consider to be September is a, not only a new school kind of term and season, but there's something fresh, I believe, that God wants to do in this month of September. So why don't you say to the person next to you, God wants to do something fresh in your life in September, something new. <laughs> And so, Lord, we thank you that you're the God who always tells us to forget what is behind and to press on for the goal of the upward call of Christ. Thank you that before each of us is the goal that you set before us, the race that you've marked out for our lives. And we, we just fix our eyes on you, Jesus, this morning. Lord, no other person can authorize faith. You're the author and the finisher and everything in between of our faith. And thank you, Lord, that you will authorize fresh faith in us, that your people will hear your voice, hear your word this morning and receive faith to overcome in all circumstances of life, and to see the purpose of your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Holy Spirit, we acknowledge our need of you, both to receive, to hear what you are saying, and we need help, Lord. I need help this morning to preach the word of God, which is life-changing, able to change all things has creative power, is living, actually is self-fulfilling. The word of God fulfills what it is sent to do. And so today, Father, we bow our hearts and minds under the authority of your word. And we thank you that your word, we give you permission really, Lord, to change our brains, our thinking, we give you a permission to rule over our lives through your word so that in all things, Jesus, you will be glorified for your honor and for your namesake. Amen. Amen. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the scriptures, the Bible, speak of something called an inheritance. I love that word already. So an inheritance, and if you think of an inheritance, it's actually biblically God gives in, under the old covenant to the Jewish nation Israel unchanging promises that still remain today. God has a plan for Israel and he will fulfill it. And so we are a people who believe that God's destiny for Israel will be fulfilled. And there are his own special people. There's something unique about that nation. Apart from the fact that they actually gave us Jesus. That through, well, God gave us Jesus, but through the Jews came the Messiah. And all the covenants old and now in the new. The new is a better covenant. It's a better covenant. Uh, it's a better deal, guys. Yeah. 
to be saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And so an inheritance that God gives is, is very much like if any one of you were to receive a natural inheritance. And that means that somebody probably will die and leave you something, their estate. And you become the heir or the one who inherits all that that person died having, possessing. It all suddenly transfers into your name. And usually it's in a written will form. And that legal document gives you the legal right to actually inherit all that is in that document. And so Christians actually have a legal right to inherit all that is in the will of God for them through the death of Jesus Christ. Jesus died for our sins, but he didn't just die for our sins. We died with him. The Bible's really clear that we were crucified with Christ. And so the old sinner, the one that couldn't please God without Jesus, now becomes new. The old goes and is removed and you become a new creation. And that's really important to understand your inheritance. Because when you are born of God, and scripture says there is no other kind of Christian, you must be born again. You can't go to church, have your parents believe, have somebody else around you believe. You personally must be born again through personal acceptance and faith in Jesus Christ, that you acknowledge him in what he has done for you on the cross and you receive him as your Lord, as your King, as your God and Savior. But that new birth qualifies you or gives you the right to an incredible inheritance by birth, or should I say by second birth. Naturally speaking, you only get what your parents give you. Spiritually speaking, you get what God gives you in Christ Jesus. Now, Romans 8 verse 17 says this. If you are children, as in children of God, you are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. If you are a child of God, born of God through faith, a new person in Christ Jesus, you are the one who inherits God himself. That makes me ever so happy. God is my inheritance. He is your inheritance. So you're an heir of God. And you're a co-heir means you, you're, you're sharing the, the inheritance with somebody called Christ, who is Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord. 
So you're co-heirs with Christ. And you know what the father said to the son? All that the father has is the son's and all that the son has is his children's. So everything that is his has now become yours. Not just God himself, all things that are his have now become yours in Christ. It's a bit like the old you. If you could see, I, for the purposes of today, put some coffee on this paper to show some stains. That was the old you, full of stains, the stains of sin. A list of all kinds of things that actually were against you. And actually, the old you, if there was a cross here, I could pin it to you. You were crucified with Christ. The old you has gone, and the new you has come. And now, you are in Christ, hidden in Christ. He is yours, but you are also his. It's a two-way relationship. It's not just God is ours. We belong to God. But because we're in Christ, we inherit everything that is his. Every promise in these pages from Genesis to Revelation is yours. That means you've got a vast inheritance. Now, a lot of it lies unclaimed, but it's already yours. That's the key. That's the key, is that it's all yours. Ephesians 1 says, every spiritual blessing is yours in Christ Jesus. Every promise, it is written in the word of God. All the promises of God, all of them, not a few of them. Anybody want to lay hold of that this morning? All of them are yes and amen. Where? In Christ. So I qualify because through faith I am in Christ Jesus. I am born of God, a new creation. All things have passed away and all. All things have become new. You have a new nature and new desire to love God and follow him, to live a righteous and holy life. It doesn't suit you to continue in sin. It's actually not your nature to carry on messing up your life with the things of this world. Because on the inside, you know that you know you're a child of God. God is your father and you're a completely different person than you were before. And you've inherited all things in Christ Jesus. Now, Psalm 16 verse 5. We may not be living in all of it yet, our inheritance, but Psalm 16 verse 5 says this. Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. That speaks of God himself is your inheritance. Just think for a moment. 
right here, right now, whether you feel it or not, God is in you through his spirit and has become your inheritance. God isn't coming, he's come. He's not on his way, although he will return, but he is with you in his spirit living in within you. You are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. Verse, sorry, verse 6. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a delightful inheritance. That's verse 6. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. Go on, why don't you say that? Yes, I've got a good inheritance. Yes, I've got a good inheritance. It's a vast land of promise. It's vast, as big as God. As big as what his word says. All of it is mine already. And the only way we can enter in is if we meet the condition that God gives for us to enter. It's already ours, but we cannot lay hold of it without faith. Faith is the only way to enter into the experience of the promises of God. That's why Hebrews 11, the chapter is by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Jericho, by faith, Rahab, by faith, by faith, by faith. We relate to God through faith. We have a relationship of God through faith and we see the promises fulfilled in our lives as soon as we believe. It's all yours, but only what you believe becomes yours in experience. Can I say that again? It's all yours already, but what you believe becomes yours in experience. So, for example, if I confess my sins, God is faithful and just to forgive me, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That has been a promise I've lived in and experienced. That when I do sin, God forgives me my sin, cleanses me from all unrighteousness. How many of you enjoyed that promise? And are living in it today. Day by day we live in the benefit of peace with God. That if we confess, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But that's only one of them. Beloved, I pray that you will prosper and be in health in all things. What does that look like? But you have to believe it before you enter it. That your soul will prosper if you believe. In the one who is in you and the one who is able to perform that promise in your life. What about this one? Give. And it will be given. I have lived by giving. Because I live by faith. And I know that if I want to live in the provision of God for my life, then I need to be a giver. I need to bring 
my tithe into the storehouse. Because then he commands a blessing. He rebukes the devourer. I have lived in the benefit of that. Anybody here in this room has lived in the amazing provision of God by believing and acting on his word. All the promises, often they're attached to do this, obedience. If you do, believe and act on them, it works. Relationships, they only work if you forgive each other. And count or keep no record of wrong. Tell the person next to you, that's a good way to relate to you. It'll benefit our relationship no end if you believe it and act on it. And so all these promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. The boundary lines have fallen. They're vast, massive. What about this one? The one who believes in me, you'll find it in John's Gospel, the one who believes in me will do the same works as me, and greater still. How many of you have not yet seen that? I think it's time to claim a few new ones. Believe it and you'll see it. How can you enter into that? Through faith. The one who believes in me, the same works he will do. And greater still, because I go to my father. How about this one? Oh, I could go all day. Believers will lay hands on the sick. You can only enter that by believing it. Accepting it as fact, because God says it, and then acting before you see it, and then you'll have it. And so there are many promises. The Bible is full for relationships, for uh, finances for your working life, but there are promises over a church, over, over the church in this nation, but over this church, we were born, we started with a promise from God. And that promise will be fulfilled for all who believe. We can only enter it through faith. By the way, that promise is that God will raise an exceedingly great army, according to his word in Ezekiel 37. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful vision. Be fruitful and multiply. Not just have loads of kids. <laughs> Be fruitful and multiply. Have lots of spiritual children. We are a growing church. Believe it and you'll grow. Believe you'll bear fruit, and you will. If you don't believe, you won't. According to your faith, Jesus said. Not me. According to your faith, your faith, it will be done to you. I need to make it personal. To you. Say to you. <laughs> Thank you. To me too. According to my faith, it will be done to me. Now, some people don't like that language. Some people haven't been trained in the things of faith. But it's Jesus who actually said, 
What you end up living in is what you're believing. You will live in peace if you believe. You'll live in joy and peace and hope for the future if you believe. You will live in healing. By the way, the Lord doesn't run out. So he can say to every child of God, for example, Ashley, it's all yours. And then I come, well, have you got any left over for me, Lord? No, because he's God. He can have all of it in my account too. He's not like dishing out a bit and running out. So if healing is for all, then healing is for all. Not just for one or two. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Are you getting it? All of them. But we have to lay hold of or lay claim to our rich inheritance. We have to meet the conditions of seeing it happen. You know, I picked up a dice this morning. I wasn't going to do this, but it was from last weekend. And some Christians roll the dice over their lives and say, well, I wonder what God's going to do with my life. I do hope I'll be blessed. I just hope I'm going to have provision in the next season. I just, I just hope I'm going to bear fruit. And they go, oh, how disappointing. Well, that's not my lot in life. And they live by chance rather than by faith in the promise of God in that situation. And you have to know the promise before you believe it. So Abraham knew he was believing for a son. And in that one son was a multitude of which we are part. Abraham believed for us. But he had to believe for a specific thing. And the promises actually give you the description of the specifics that God wants to do. Not the throw the dice and I hope God blesses me or answers my prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, believe you receive it. And then you'll have it. So believe in the unseen what is already yours. It's all already yours, but you download it through believing prayer. You hear and see and know the will of God through the word of God. And then you pray, believing, acting, even though there's no experience yet that it's yours by faith. Not living by chance, not living by the economy, not living by the media, but living by every word that proceeds from the mouth of Almighty God. And he is not a God who lies. He cannot change what he has said. He has said and what he will do, he will do because he is always faithful and unchanging in every generation. Always the same. Yesterday, today, guys, in our time and forever.
So to say that God doesn't want to do what is written is a load of poppycock. Rubbish. Because God always says, I've given it you to you. It's all yours in Christ Jesus. You qualify because of Jesus. Now lay hold of every promise for your life and start to act on it. Amen. Lay hold of every word that is written and make it yours by faith. Romans calls it the law of faith. And everything God does in your life is through faith. Everything, not through chance, but through faith. Faith is probably one of my favorite subjects because nobody can come into a relationship with God without it. It changes somebody that's going to hell and brings them to heaven. Just faith. (laughs) Through faith. How do you know you're going to heaven? I must say, I haven't seen heaven. I've never had one of those three days of visions. But I know that I'm going, but I've never been. That's faith. You've got faith for eternity. Because the word says. You've got faith for forgiveness because the word says. Because the word said it. Not because you feel it. You might not feel a thing, but believing it will change everything. Now, Jesus, do you remember, just to highlight a man who came to him in a desperate situation. His daughter was ill. Actually, I think it was his son. Just let me check it out. John 4. John 4. Actually, it was his son. John chapter 4. Yeah, a son. He heard that uh, Jesus was around and he went to him and asked. And he said, Lord, come and heal my son. And Jesus answered in this unusual way. He said, unless you people see signs and wonders, you won't believe. Oh. In other words, you're putting the condition of me working in your life down to visible experiences of God or feelings or signs. And Jesus was saying, you've got this the wrong way around. Faith will manifest the signs and wonders. God is a supernatural God. He does signs and wonders today. He'll do miracles, and I believe we're going into a new season of supernatural wonders. But it will not happen if you're looking for the signs. It'll only happen because you believe. And Jesus was saying, I want to change your life, man, by giving you a word. How do you want your life changed? Jesus will give you a word. Not an experience. And so Jesus said to the man, go your way, your son lives. Well, how could he tell? 
the father wasn't anywhere near his son. And the answer for this man came in word form. The answer for your miracle comes in word form. And you know that man, rather than hanging around, just waiting until hoping that a miracle would happen for his boy, he actually just took Jesus at his word and went his way. And he found out as soon as Jesus had spoken, his son was well. How many want somebody somewhere else healed that isn't even here today? As soon as you believe the word, guess what? It happens over there. It can happen in Africa. It can happen in India. It can happen all over the world as soon as you believe it. And so the man took Jesus at his word, went his way, and his son was healed. And so we see the secret of faith is the word of God. Hebrews 10, 17 says, faith comes. How many of you want faith to come? I don't just want to know that I've got all the inheritance. I want faith to lay hold of it. So faith comes from hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Not your brain. Not your circumstances. Not Google. Get off Google and get into the word of God. Don't find your solutions trawling the internet. Because God is the great deliverer and he will perfect his work in your life. You're so valuable to him. You're so wealthy in God. Rich inheritance. But it's time for a word to change the future and to change the present circumstances. You've got to connect with the Bible. And it's a heart connection. It's a prayer connection. It's a relational connect. Connect with the Bible because faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God only. The Holy Spirit helps, but actually he helps you to believe the word. Okay, so we see this morning this table that is loaded with all our inheritance in Christ. And its vast expanse goes beyond our personal lives. It goes into the community. It goes into the nation. It goes into this nation turning back to God. There are things that are on the table, guys, in God. And you can find them in the Word of God. Promises for your children. Promises for your future that you didn't even know about. But are not yet claimed It's time to claim the promises. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the substance. Substance means the ground or 
the solidness, the confidence is being sure and certain of what we don't yet see. And I remember, I've told this story here before, I, I remember putting a ladder on uncertain ground and I was painting my office and uh, outside of Ched, actually, and it's wood, so I got some... And because it was in brown, you do it again, don't you, if you've got colour. So I did it again, it was in brown, and I was painting in its horrible colour brown, actually. But anyway, there we go. So I'm up this ladder going, I hope it holds. I wasn't that confident. And if you've got I hope it holds confidence and faith in your future, it's not confident. Because faith is being sure of what you're hoping for. It always brings hope, expectation of good things, faith, because God's good. But it's sure and certain. Anyway, it happened. I slid. I crashed. I fell into the bushes, hurt my arm, and the, the bucket of paint literally went from top all the way down. And... Sandra came along and saw me just after the event. There was no compassion. There was only laughter. Can you believe it? She needs prayer. Because the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And I did not see evidence. So she, she needs to come to a fresh faith, to unclaimed territory in her relationship with me. So she just laughed. I'm covered. And I'm like, the problem, if we go back to the problem, why things didn't work, if we trace it all the way back, we see it was an uncertain ground. And you can base your whole life and eternity, your family, your future on the word of God. unfailing, unchanging, the same, able to do the same in your experience as we stand on it in faith. I love this because it's like you don't feel a thing when, you, when you're standing in faith. When you're in faith, often the circumstances are so contrary to what you're believing for. And I'm speaking to some people today. You look at your life and you think, it's contrary to everything that I thought would happen. But if you base it on a word from God and believe it and only consider him faithful to do it, then it's going to be yours in experience. It's unchanging. We live in a time, especially the last season, 2022. I have never, in my experience, now I've only lived a short while. I'm not that old. Some of you think I'm older than I am. <laughs> Just kidding. I've, I've never known the, the decline in the moral state of our nation. The uh, political upheavals. 
the war and the threat of that war affecting world economies, multitudes heading for famine, war and famine and all kinds of climate issues everywhere. And just in the last five years, we also had the pandemic, just to add to the picture. So we are alive at a time when there is a great moral, social, political decline in our nation. You would agree. If, you, if, you, if you're awake in this time and still got a pulse, you will realize that that's what's going on. There is also the sadness of a church that has departed from the ways of God in the nation. An unholy way. A compromise of truth that is wrecking people's lives and the witness of Jesus Christ in our world and the power of Jesus to change a life and take them from darkness to light and out of the old life and into a new life. So it's time to believe the truth of God's word again. It's time to have faith in God again. It's time to stand on the promise of God again for our nation. And you who have just arrived in our nation, thank you for coming. Believe with us for our nation to change. Thank you for joining us in his vision for the kingdom of heaven on earth. But like Joshua, before he was leading God's people into the promised land, the Jordan was in full flood. The conditions were the worst they've been. If only they'd come before, it wouldn't have been quite so bad. How many of you thought, well, if only it had been in another time, it wouldn't have been so bad. But the people of God had been given this inheritance for generations, but they'd stayed out of the land through unbelief. Unbelief kept them out of the fulfillment of every promise. And so Joshua hears God. Let's read this, and I'm going to come to land in a minute. But hopefully it's going to be a rocket that we all arise and not just... Uh, just sit, that we all on the inside stand up and go, ah, this is an exciting time to be alive. Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. It's really important. This is a, a handing on generationally. This is a disciple, basically, uh, who is now leading in a position of leadership of God's people. And you could say this is the church today. We need to bring this out of kind of the language of the old covenant. And now we're talking about the church moving forward. And the Lord said to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, I know he knew that because he'd been in mourning. And the Lord isn't saying something really obvious here. He's actually saying it's the end of what's before and it's a new time. Now rise up, go over this Jordan that's in full flood in 2022. All the obstacles are there, but the same God is here. 
who made a way through the Red Sea. But you know, unbelief, they did 40 years of laps in the wilderness when it could have been 11 days going in. How many of you want to go in quick? <laughs> I don't want to do the laps. And Joshua and Caleb were the only one who were going in together with this new generation of people. And I love it, he says, you and all this people. I just thought about that and got so encouraged because it meant us. We haven't yet experienced the things we're going to. I'm so, I'm so, this is not another people, it's you. I'm really encouraged, it's you. Tell somebody next to you, it's you. You're going in. <laughs> you and this people. Now, Joshua might have looked at the people and his heart would have sunk. Some of them, some of them were like, are you kidding that lot? They've been moaning and going, Criticizing Moses all the way, all the way. Them and thought, they're that used to where they are, so settled in the old. Do they want to go? Do they want to go somewhere different? And I believe you do. Do you believe you do? I believe I want to go in and claim the unclaimed inheritance that Jesus, the great promises over our lives, our families, and our future, and this church. You and this people, this Jordan, in 2022, is there a spirit of faith? Is there a belief in your heart that you can enter into things you've never done before or seen God do before? Is there a belief on the inside that your God is able to turn things around, that as he delivered you out through the power of God, he will bring you in through the power of God? And it's all about the power of God and faith in a living God who is able to do far more than we could ask or imagine according to the power that is at work in us. You, this people, this Jordan, no problem, Lord. It's going to happen. And Joshua says, it's not just faith. There's one other thing that I want you to put together with the faith. And we read of that in Joshua 3. We just read this verse and then we're going to pray. And Joshua said to the people, he's speaking for God, you see. And I believe, you know, Pastor Andrew and I have sought the Lord and prayed and prayed and got this word from God. It is not from man. It's not from us. It's from God. And I trust you're believing it's God, that your heart is rising to lay hold of unclaimed territory for your life. And Moses said, you could say Pastor Judith says this morning, because I'm the one that's speaking. 
Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. (laughs) Brilliant! Isn't that brilliant? Isn't that amazing? They're on the brink. They're on on the threshold. And they're they're fully aware... Uh, there's no grumbling, there's no we can't going to happen because we don't want to do more laps. Say no more laps. No more more going round and round. Now uh, sanctify yourself or consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. So going alongside faith... And scripture puts this very clearly in the life of every believer is that we are set apart and we need to set ourselves apart. Sanctify yourself. This isn't something we look to the heavens and ask God to do. It's something we give of ourselves to the Lord. It means to set apart, to rededicate yourself in a fresh surrender to live a holy life and to fulfill the purpose of God for your life. So it's a bit of a cleansing time, guys, of the things that actually shouldn't be going on in our lives. But it's also a a surrender from living independently of God's lead. That's a massive statement. It's the end of being self-led. Oh, come on, guys. We ain't going in without him leading us. (laughs) Amen. He goes before us. He's leading us. And it'll be step by step as the church of God that we take new ground. And so he says, I want you to Set me apart in this time and rededicate your lives fully to me as Lord. Let me work in your hearts as you give yourself to me in a fresh way. Turn off the TV, pray. Connect with the Bible, connect with the promises again. Because if we do, God's going to do the wonders. If we do it in faith, expectation, We don't just do it because we should. We do it expecting that the future we're going to inherit every good thing that God has planned for our lives. And we are going to grow by winning souls. God of wonders. Through faith and consecration. I'm going to share a vision that one of our leaders had uh, this week. And I think it's really helpful. Because you know after the summer it can happen to any of us. Or I don't know your background. It could be happening in your life. And she, they saw um, somebody looking out the window. Uh, just interested in everything else. Uh, in this room. Another person um, filing their nails. 
and not really listening. Other people just focused on everything else but the Lord and his purpose for them. And then they saw in the vision that a people bowed down. They got on their faces before God. And then when they stood up, they stood up in rank like an army looking only to Jesus. And it was like in this time of consecration, in this month, God is going to bring us to a place where we lay everything before him. It's all his anyway. Our finances, our time, our working life, our, our agendas, our plans, and we just bow it before him and say, Lord, your will be done, not mine. Not mine, yours be done. But then we'll stand up like that mighty strong army to arise and go in to take possession of the land. And so it's not just faith. It's faith and consecration. And so the Lord has spoken this morning. It's all yours in Christ. You are blessed with everything. It's time to claim new things by faith. And we're going to see more and more of the claims of God come into our experience as individuals, but also as a church. I'm so excited. By our God and what he promises. But also, beloved, there is a call to consecrate yourself. Not a suggestion. I want to lead you this morning in God. And say it's time. Usual normal life changes just so we can prepare ourselves for what God's going to do in the future. I trust there's a yes and amen on the inside of you. Let's stand. Thanks, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We praise you, Lord. Lord, you're so good. Just thank him for his goodness. Lord, you're so good that every child of God who is born of God through receiving Jesus by faith doesn't just, well, first of all, Lord, we have you. Just thank him that you have God, the Holy Spirit, living in you. Oh, my goodness. The same God who did all the miracles of history, all the answers to prayer, that God, Jesus, in you. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank him that your old life, that tattered, stained sinner, has gone. Thank him that you've become a new person. Come on, let's vocalize our praise. Thank him. Just thank him. Thank him. Be a thankful child that you're a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And that by faith, you have become a child of God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all the promises we have claimed, the promises of forgiveness, the promises of, of being blessed in every way in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the ones we haven't claimed yet that are all ours already. Thank you, Lord, that you want to see the kingdom of heaven on earth. And yes, the, the Jordan might be in full flood. And yes, there might be battles in the land. But Lord, we thank you that by our God, we shall run against a troop. We shall leap over a wall. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us. You live in us, and we have your sure and certain word for our future. Thank you for those things that we haven't yet claimed, that through connection with you and your word, faith is going to come on the inside of us, and we're going to rise up and claim our rich inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, together with that, we want to respond to this word to consecrate, to set ourselves apart in a special way throughout September so that you can actually have all of us and take over our lives and truly be Lord of our plans and our purposes, be Lord of where we go together. Thank you. This is a church on the move with God. This is a church on the move with God, that we are a people on the brink of something so great in our future. And thank you, Lord, that you get us ready for it in every way. We trust you, Holy Spirit, to prepare us for what lies ahead. Be willing to give your time a new devotion to prayer and the word. Be willing as a follower of Jesus Christ to say, look, it's not life as usual. I'm just going to put something extra in, in my relationship with God. Come to the consecrate evenings because they are going to be life-changing. Plan. You know, you can do what you plan for. It's amazing what you can fit in your agenda. Plan, consecrate. Plan the weekend with Pastor Clive. Let's, let's go all in church with all of our hearts. Let's jump right in to everything God has for us. There are generations and our children will actually live in the benefit of what we enter into. Our grandchildren will feast on the abundance of our God. And it'll take our dedication and faith that will result in the power and the supernatural wonders of our God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just pray in the spirit. Let's just pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give myself to you in a fresh way. Thank you, Lord, that today I can see a land ahead of me, a land that flows with milk and honey. I can see, I can see, Lord, a vast, a vast future in God, full of hope, full of blessing, full of, of the goodness of God. 
Thank you, Lord, that every child of God gets to share in the inheritance in Christ Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to prepare ourselves for everything that you've got for us, Lord. Thank you that I will, as a leader, Lord, stand before you and say, do whatever you want in my life so that we can move as one man in to take the territory you've laid out before us, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you work on the inside to give us a willing spirit to sustain us. I pray that we wouldn't be weak in our wills, but we'll be determined to serve the living God in this generation. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, strengthen us. Praise God. Praise God. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.